It's the mighty Ross Taylor is going to be joining us in just a couple of minutes. Uh, his book, Black and White, is released today through Upstart Press. You know, what a record. You think about Ross Taylor, and the country was, uh, you know, it was a standing ovation right across the country in April of this year when he played his last game for New Zealand. And you just think back on his career, where he scored the most runs, made the most centuries, and took the most catches. He had a good set of hands by a New Zealander in international cricket. The first New Zealand cricketer to play 450 international matches. The first player from any country to make 100 international appearances in all three formats of the game. That's not bad, is it? Test cricket, one-day internationals, and T20s as well. So Ross Taylor has been on an incredible journey from when you know, he started in the backyard of his parents' house the part Samoan youngster just whacking um, a, a cricket ball, um, which hung from the water. I think it was a tree. And, um, yeah, it went from there and went on to, to Captain New Zealand. And that's probably quite a good story that the uh, the book touches on, actually, uh, this morning with uh, with Ross Taylor. And it's made the news uh, a couple of times uh, across, the, um, across the country today. Uh, with the fact of losing uh, losing the captaincy, which is just one chapter in the book, of course, but looks at an amazing career, and I think he's just arrived now in our uh, Gold Sports studio. Uh, morning, Ross. Morning, Brian. How are you? Look, very, very well, thank you. I guess you're exhausted just doing the round of media interviews for a start-off on the book. Oh, this is the second one today, so um, no, all, all good. Ask me after 10, I might uh, give you a different answer. <laughs> well, first off, congratulations on a on an amazing career and um, a, a fantastic book. And of course, the New Zealand team, the Black Caps, are in the West Indies at the moment, so we've probably interrupted your uh, your uh, viewing there. What Rain delayed, so it's okay. So they've timed well, it nicely. What was the end score? I, I saw Guppy um, get out to a fantastic catch. 95 for two off 11 overs. So, uh, yeah, Guppy's, uh, Guppy went for 16. Devin Conway went for 43. Williamson's on 15 and Phillips is on 16. But you, the West Indies for you, you know what it's like because it was there that the controversy started for you as the captain, didn't it? Yeah, I think um, I got a call just before that trip. Uh, uh, John Wright told me that he, he was no longer going to captain uh, coach the team. Um, then, then in itself, I thought it was tough. Uh, it was going to be tough for me to to carry on. Um, I knew he was my biggest ally, and um, and for him get to go, uh, and I, you know the way he writes it in the book that he, he probably shouldn't have gone on that tour. But uh, yeah, I think that was probably. I think a lot will be made over coming days around um, probably Sri Lanka, but I think to me that uh, West Indies tour was probably the the toughest uh, in terms of the off field stuff um, that I had to deal with with players. Um, that, uh, you know, as a young captain is probably not what you signed up to do. No, absolutely. I mean, you get appointed to captain of the Black Caps, and that would have to be, you know, one of the highlights in your team. And then when you are captain, you hear all the, the talking in the background and rumblings about you might lose the captaincy. That would have been bloody tough, really, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, I suppose as a professional sportsman, you have to be resilient. But, um, you know, when you're dealing with people that you have a lot of respect for, um, you know, it makes it even tougher. Um but no, I think, uh, you know, it made you a more resilient person and, um, yeah, still a tough tough period and a tough period for my family as well. Did you did you consider sort of quitting when it all came to a head? No, I don't think so. I think, um, you know, it was still, still very early on and we still had a little bit of success um, uh, before that. But, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen under a new, new coach and uh, you've got to give it a go and, and see what happens. 
It would have it would have been as you mentioned in Sri Lanka because even after you lost the captaincy, you still came out and did uh, some fantastic figures, didn't you? Yeah, I think um, you know I never wanted to be defined by by the incident. Uh, that was uh, things you know that was what uh, you know was going through my mind and, and the sports psychologists and and my family and things were you know were emphasising. There's only one cricket New Zealand cricket team to play for, um, and I had a lot of goals to to. Um, you know, achieve that that Marlon Crow gave me. So yeah, I mean, you know, we, we all have things that happen in our life that uh, are not easy. And and for me, that was was probably that that time in in my playing career, which was which was quite tough. Was Marty Crow your idol, your mentor? Uh, he, he definitely wasn't my idol. Uh, <laughs> I was a big fan of um, Mark War and Sachin Tendulkar. They were my two favourite players growing up. Um, but no, as a mentor, um, you know, I talked to him a lot. Uh, and we 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 bonded over over cricket and then and red wine. I think towards the end of, um, you know, I think we talked more about wine than cricket, um, or or it definitely started that way. So, but no, he was a big influence on on my career and um, you know around that uh, two more, I suppose. Um, you know, there was a big he was a big help uh, being able to to talk to some person outside the group and um, you know he had a little bit of um, I suppose. Controversy in his his career, and he could pass on some knowledge of how he dealt with different situations as well. Another one of the controversial subjects the book covers is racism in in cricket. Is is there racism in, in New Zealand cricket? I think there's um, racism in all walks of life. I wouldn't say it's just um, just cricket. You know, I thought it'd be, um, you know, I needed to touch on it. I think mm. just the just the fact that I was able to touch on it um, shows you where we've come. I still think we've got a long way to go. But at the same time, I didn't want this book to be all about racism and, and take the headlines that way. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I needed to touch on it because it's something that I've had to deal with from not just a professional cricketer, but as a little kid growing up in, uh, in a rural place of uh, Masterton in, in New Zealand, which, you know, um, you learn to you learn to deal with. And um, But does that make it right, uh, how I dealt with it? Well, I suppose it's already been done. They're dealing with it now in, in Scotland, aren't they? It's a big story over there. Yeah, I think, um, and that's the thing, when I, I wrote this book back in um, October, November, um, so this was all before the Scottish thing happened. Um, so, yeah, it's you know where, it's where society are, are very big on at the moment, and I'm, sh- I'm sure by reading the Herald this morning that uh, <laughs> that's, that's where they've gone with it as well. Lots of things going on in world cricket at the moment. We've just seen Trent Bolt, who's announced that he's going to step down. Uh, are you going to see? Are we going to see more of that now with the demands on cricket? Uh, well, I think it's been happening for for a while now. I think it's just the fact that Trent Bolt, being such a high pro- profile player, um, you know, it's happened before. I think you know New Zealand cricket need to be careful how they deal with it. Um, you know, I think they've been inconsistent in the way they've gone about it. Trent Bolt, uh, Trent Bolt, you know, is he going to play some games? Um, you know, they've had Colin Munro, Mitch McLennigan, Anton Devisic never played a game once they never once they didn't take a contract. Where they went with Adam Milne after he reneged on a contract as well. So, you know, where they go with this is going to be interesting because if they do set a precedent, um, then there could be a mass exodus in the years to come. It was April of this year that you bowled the last ball, probably took the last <laughs> catch and so on. Are you, are you missing it? Are you missing the game? Uh, not as much as I thought I would. Um, so that, to me, confirmed that I made the right decision and, and are content with my career. Um, no, I've really enjoyed being home and um, being a dad. Uh, you know, you know, you, they do come away with you every now and then, but you're, you're batting in a couple of days, so it's hard to really remove yourself from that. So it's nice to go and watch my daughter play netball 
Um, you know, I've watched her three times in her whole life and watched three games in a row, which was um, which was pretty cool. And you're enjoying. I mean, you know, you're not as I said, you're not missing cricket. So what are you? How are you occupying your day now? Uh, I've started a new job. Um, I'm, I'm a client relationship manager for a company called Castle Point. So um, no, I'm enjoying. You know, doing something else other than cricket, I'll always be around cricket in some capacity, but um, no, excited for my new chapter. What's the West Indies? The, the Black Caps are there at the moment. What's that like to, to that country like to tour in? Oh, I mean, apart from taking thirty odd hours to get there, um, <laughs> you know, it's a great tour. I could imagine um, if you like cigars and rum, that is the place to go. Um, it's, I mean, the weather, uh, the people. Um, I, I I was fortunate enough to go and play in the Caribbean Premier League for. Three or four, maybe actually five or six times. It was one of my favourite tournaments to play in. Uh, where, the, where they're at at the moment in Jamaica, I, you do have to be a little bit careful. It's not the safest um, place going around, but uh, as I was talking to Martin Guptill yesterday, that um, my favourite jerk chicken place is just over the road from the hotel, and he's already visited it and, uh, and sent some photos that have made me very jealous. You've actually got a couple of superstitions uh, regarding food. One of them, I believe, is duck. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> That was in the Caribbean too. I night before my first uh, World Cup match, I I spent a bit of time in England and uh, in the Chinese restaurants. So I'd have crispy aromatic duck, and at the restaurant in Saint Lucia, they had um, crispy aromatic duck. I got very excited and ordered a whole duck. Um, <laughs> next day, Freddie Flintoff stuck his hand out first ball and got a golden duck in my first ever World Cup game. So to this day, I've I try and not have duck, and every time I have had duck, I've got a golden duck or close to it um and the and the subsequent days so um my uh my publisher had duck last night so hopefully i'm not playing any cricket in the next couple of days um to uh to um i guess live that out yeah absolutely well congratulations on the book it's a great read and there's some great stories in there ross taylor uh well done and all the best for the rest of the interviews today mate i appreciate it thanks for having me